Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker, and I hope this episode finds you well. And if you celebrated Pancake Day yesterday, I hope you really enjoyed them and you're not feeling too stuffed today. I certainly celebrated. I certainly ate far too many pancakes. I think I had three and a half for my dinner. And I'm not going to fib. I am pretty stuffed still today. Um, But apart from that, all well. And I'm really looking forward to recording this episode with you. First off, I do need to apologise and thank you for your patience. I went to, I'm very, very scheduled here. And everything has in my week has got a slot and a time to do it. And nine times out of ten. I run to schedule, but what's happened today, I went to record, set up to record this for you, and my um, microphone, my lovely, beloved blue ball microphone, isn't working, so I'm having to do this on my iPhone headset, and I'm not entirely sure that audio quality will be as good, so apologies if there's any purists out there that like their audio really, really clear, I'm really sorry if this is going to be... Oh, you'll be able to hear it. I just think it's going to be a bit more crackly than usual. But as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to go and buy myself a brand new microphone, which I'm quite excited about. And hopefully it will be all back to normal within the next episode. So just thank you for your patience there with that. So yeah, today I am going to be talking all about teething and um, sharing some sleep tips for when they're teething. Um, I, as you can probably imagine, get sent lots and lots of questions, which I'm always, always try and happy to answer as many as, as I can. And I often get lots of questions around teething. Does teething impact sleep? How long does it last? Um, is there anything I can do? So you know me, I like to be useful. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to record, set it all up, record a podcast, get it out for you, and then it's there for you to refer back to. It'll be easy for you to find So today is episode 38, teething talk and sleep tips. So before we get cracking into sharing some sleep tips, which let's be honest, that's what we're all here for, I just want to reassure you that when it comes to teething, every baby is different. In fact, like most things, development-wise, sleep-wise, anything-wise, every baby is different. And for me, it always comes down to what's going on for your baby. And for some babies, when they're teething, they don't get any symptoms whatsoever. There's no rosy cheeks. There's no drool. There's no agginess or crankiness. And then one day they just open their mouth and you're like, whoa, where did those teeth come through? They've got, they're smiling with a mouthful of teeth. Um, some babies are like that. And if your baby isn't like that, you probably didn't want to hear it. But again, I'm always going to share with you what is natural and normal. And then some babies, when they're teething, they're not terrible, but the teething is absolutely terrible. And it really gives them a hard time. I knew a hard time. Um, 
and they are rosy cheeked, they're drooly, they get sore around their mouth, they, um, they're cranky, they're aggy, they might um, go off their food for a little bit, their sleep might be impacted. And this is because everything is linked to your baby. If you've been following me for a while, you know that there's rarely one reason behind everything and my approach is very holistic. And for me, it, all, it just makes solid sense to look at everything because everything is linked. Digestive system, food, diet, pooping, going to the toilet, sleep, behavior you might have noticed if um one of these gets knocked out it has an impact uh, a knock-on impact on everything else and it and it's the same for us if we are i've got a toothache if we're in pain and in discomfort um we are we're just feeling a bit sore we might not want to eat which then can lead to cragginess and our sleep can be disturbed at night time there's nothing worse than a toothache is that at night time and if that's the case for us, it just makes sense to me. Why wouldn't that be the case for your babies? Um, sometimes I do feel that society has so many expectations on babies that we can't actually put on ourselves. And if we were teething as adults, we would absolutely, some of us would be not be able to eat and wouldn't be sleeping at night time. So it is completely normal and natural that every baby is different when it comes to teething. And it's also completely natural that it's going to, for some not all, but for some, it's going to impact their sleep and their eating, and they're going to have a really hard time. And that can be really, really, like, really, really tricky. And if you are teasing at the moment, I'm sending you all the teasing solidarity via this podcast. But the thing to remember about teasing is that it is only temporary. I think when you are in the middle of a teasing episode, it's so hard, isn't it, to see that? Because one... Um, everybody might be getting less sleep. It's normal to worry if they're not eating or they're a bit cranky. And it's really hard work for not only for you and your baby, but yeah, it's hard to remember in the middle of it, but teething is only temporary. Teething, like most things with a baby, it doesn't last forever. It just doesn't seem like that when you're in it. Some, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through some common signs of teething because I think that's quite handy and then I'm going to go through um, my suggestions for you and then I'm going to wrap up with a reminder as well. So some signs that they're teething. Again, it really does look different for everybody. Um, some will have rosy cheeks. Some might get a bit more drooly. Um, for some, if they have reflux, when they're teething, they produce more saliva. And that sometimes can have um, cause a bit of a, a reflux flare. They might be cranky. Their gums might be red and sore um they might get a teeth like a sore bottom from teething poos that's definitely um a thing um what other signs are there that you can see the teeth coming through they're pulling at their ears that they um pulling at their like don't want their spoon in their mouth or some might actually fiddle with their teeth a little bit more so those are some common signs of teething i think it is really important to share with you that teething often gets the blame for a lot of things um a lot of things um are oh, they're teething bad sleep or oh, they're teething or oh, they're a bit cranky they're teething and again you know your babies better than anybody else you are their expert and what you instinctively feel i'm never ever going to override that but it's Things like that, teething isn't always to blame for everything. Like most things on my approach, I'm not a fan of really black and white thinking like that. And yes, these are the signs of teething. They're the most common ones. But 
if it's been going on for a long time, what I just want to share with you, if something, if a symptom has been going on for a long time, you are worried about them, they've had a temperature for a long time, you, your instincts are telling you that um, there's something not quite right, if they're pulling at their ear and they seem in a lot of pain, you are always your expert. And, uh, you are always your expert. You are your expert, but you're your baby's expert. It's always, always important to get that checked out because, yes, they could be a sign of teething, but sometimes they could be a sign of something else. Ear infections, for example, pulling at the ears. Very normal to play with the ears regardless of teething or having an ear infection. Um, but sometimes if that's going on for a long time or there's a lot of pain or discomfort, it's always worth checking it out. And full disclosure here, I'm always very honest and upfront that I'm not medically qualified. Um, and if you are in any way concerned about your baby's health, symptoms that's going on with them, it's always worth um, checking in with your doctor. Um, but hopefully you found that helpful. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through some just things to bear in mind of and tips. They're not going to be, because to be honest, when there's teething, there isn't a, a, a tip to help them stop teething. Every baby has got to go through, go through this process because we all need to have our teeth through and there isn't a tip to magically help that them be in less discomfort. I really wish there was a teething one, but there isn't. But these are things that I'm going to share that practical tip, a mixture of practical tips, things to bear in mind and a reminder that could help you and your baby when you are going through a terrible teething spell. So number one would be to give it time. <laughs> this is so boring. I talk about time all the time on my approach but it is really super important teething it's normal whenever there is um disruption to their sleep it is completely normal for you to panic worry that this is it they're never going to sleep again it's going to undo absolutely everything um they're going to forget how to sleep and this again i'm always very honest and real here that is a possibility but it is a really small one and in nine times out of ten cases Again, again, get a lot of messages from parents. Um, they'll get in contact with me when they're teething. I'll say to them, look, I really empathise with you. I'm sending you lots of solidarity. But teething does need time. If there is an obvious cause such as teething for a sleep disturbance, the sleep isn't going to settle until the disturbance or the discomfort goes. And once the teeth are through, nine times out of ten, if the sleep has come off track, the sleep will settle again. Um, it's all very tempting to tinker, it's very tempting to tinker when they're teething and, and try and make big changes or try and move something around to get sleep a little bit better. But I found from experience, yes, I have done this with children I've nannied for or cared for, that actually it can sometimes make things worse because when things, the teething does settle down, then we've made changes and we don't know. It just means it just gets all in a little bit of a pickle. So the thing that I always share, first and foremost, because again, it's all about the reassurance, is when your small is teething, is to give them the time to tease. It is completely for normal to sleep to be disturbed, just as it would ours. Um, if we are in pain, discomfort at night time, it is going to have an impact on our sleep and our, our babies are absolutely no different. But it does usually work itself out if we just give it time to do that. Um, so, yeah, give it time. And I can't reassure you enough in most cases, almost, almost, in almost every single case, giving it that time, it does settle all by itself. It's just so hard when you're in the middle of it. 
Number two is that it's normal to go off their food. Again, every baby's different. Some babies will continue to chow down like a champ, where others, they don't want the spoon in their mouth. They don't want you to spoon feed them. They don't want to eat. They don't want hard things, because it's, again, it's the same for us. If we've got toothache, a, a sore in our mouth, like it's very tricky to, um, we don't want things in there that are going to cause us discomfort things that can help so yeah just want to reassure you that it's completely completely normal to go off their food and again completely normal for you to worry that this is it they're going to forget how to eat they're never going to eat again they're never going to sleep again this is all normal telling a parent not to worry is like telling me not to eat cake or not talk about sleep it is not going to happen um and again just as um I was talking about making sure we're giving the sleep time to settle when they're teething. It's the same for the food. I do feel I'm talking a little bit out of practice here because on my scope of practice, because I work with um, sleep, that's what I'm qualified and experienced to work in. And I do think practitioners have a duty of care to stay in their scope of practice. But I also had 20 years of working hands-on with teething babies. So I feel that... um, it's okay for me to talk from experience but yeah give it time to settle keep offering them little bits of food try not to put that plate pressure on if they don't want to eat they don't want to eat that's fine and I found going to finger foods can be really helpful if they don't want the spoon in their mouth um, maybe look about getting a softer spoon or letting them pick up the food with their hands or um things that they can dip in i found that a lot of babies love food like cheese on toast dipped into soup Mm -mm, making myself hungry here things like that that they can easily suck they don't have to work too hard for it and the other thing is that um sometimes going back to puree soups yogurts yogurts i don't know yogurt has always been a teething staple a favorite um teething staple of mine because one it's cold and that can be very soothing for the gums Two, you can add lots of things for it. So I felt that I was I was giving them, you know, something nutritious. You could put um, fruit in, a banana, mash it all up and they can get that down. But also it's easy for them to eat. So, yeah, try It's normal for them to go off food. It usually settles. Again, they'll come there. It's normal for their appetite to fluctuate, just like our appetite fluctuates from day to day, but especially when in discomfort. Time usually settles it. Keep offering them little bits. Keep offering them favourites. Think about looking at a different spoon, letting them eat with their fingers, food, soft foods that they can eat. Um, or even if they can drink, for older ones, smoothies, they can drink food, uh, drink their calories through a straw. And the other thing to note is that they may well go back to feeding, needing a feed at night time. And again, really normal for you to worry that um, they're going to need it's going to cause a habit wake up or they're going to need feeding every single night and again I'm very honest this is a possibility but very very unlikely it's normal that if they're not eating solids during the day because their mouth is sore that they're going to want to make up for that at night time and my suggestion would be to go with it as long as they're asking for support so they're waking up at night time crying you're trying to resettle them back to sleep but they're not having anything they're not having any of that if they get to that point I do feel it's always okay to go back and give them a food give them a feed at night time it's completely normal for comfort for for nutrition for hunger um and the other thing is again it's just a bit of reassurance there that um feeding at night time isn't linear i've got a great podcast episode coming for you soon with um 
Lucy Neary, the early years dietitian. She's a personal friend of mine and she's amazing. I love her approach to food. It's very similar to mine. So that's coming soon. But we were talking about this and um, there's often this massive expectation that they get to a certain number of feeds at night time or um, they've night weaned completely. And then there's this expectation that that's it. They're go- that's it, done. They're never going to wake again for, for food or for feed at night time. But that isn't the case. Um, food at night time, feeding at night time isn't a linear process and it is normal for it to fluctuate again, but it is normal for you to worry. So that's just something to think about the food side of it. Um, tip number three would be to keep things cool if, if possible. Um, inflammation gets hot. It can make things sore. So getting things cold in their mouth or helping them to keep cool can be um i found that really helpful i would quite often put their dummy if they they have a dummy i wouldn't introduce a dummy if when they were teething just for for, to do this but if they had a dummy i would put the dummy in the fridge for an hour or put their soother teaser or soother um in the in the fridge for a little bit um i wouldn't put it in the freezer that can often um be very very cold and we don't want to um, freeze a burn but just putting them in the fridge for I, I used to put them in for about half an hour it was just cold enough to take the edge off that inflammation and heat and found it really useful quite often if um, I was giving them a bath I'd whack a flannel in the fridge like wet a flannel um, wring it out and then put it in the in the fridge but just be, at dinner so at bath time I'd take that out and that was nice and cool and quite often they would really enjoy chowing down on that in the bath time and that would help soothe their little red gums who really feel for them um, but yeah anything cold can um, on their gums can help so if they're old enough to have cold bits of food and they want to have a nibble that can can really help them dummy put in the dummy or soother or teether in the fridge all that all the old flannel trick can be really helpful and then tip number four is for the brave of us among us um you can gently massage their gum if you want to um again this will very much depend on your baby i found some babies you you put a clean finger in there and you massage their gums and they're like ah they really like it um and then i would if I would listen to your baby if they like it it's working for them they're finding that soothing I would carry on but it's I'm sure you know this but it's really important if you do this and they do cry they they're turning their head they're saying that they don't want your finger in their mouth I would absolutely respect that and I wouldn't force it into their mouth and I would definitely stop if they were a cry, if they were crying um I think that's really important to listen to them and then a bed bonus tip, it's normal at night time for their sleep to be disturbed at night time and it's normal for them to want more comfort and on my approach comfort always counts. They might need you a little bit more at night time and you might want to be near them at night time to offer that comfort and, and reassurance. And one really good tip I have is I it's always okay to be to sleep close. Um if I mean, some of you might be room sharing or co-sleeping anyway, so this doesn't apply to you if that's the case. But if they're in their own bedroom and you would like to be close to them and to give them that reassurance or they're just up so much that you feel that that's going to work for you in that moment, my suggestion would be if you, it's always okay to bring them into your bed if that's what you want to do. 
it's bring them into your bed not giving in it's not a bad habit it's not a rod for your own back it's none of those things um and if that's what you need to do in that moment for everybody's sanity then absolutely crack on however what i found is that if we go into their bedroom you should camp out in their room for a bit whilst they're teething or actually even though you could use this tip when they're unwell my suggestion would be for you to camp out in their bedroom rather than them to camp in in your bedroom not that that's the wrong thing i can't stress that enough because i found that once the teething or the illness is settled teething in this case because this is what we're talking about we're talking about teething it's far easier to remove a parent very slowly out of the room than trying to get your baby back into their own bedroom so that's like a little bed bonus tip for you and then again i'm not medically qualified i'm really honest about this so i'm not going to be suggesting cowpol or neurofen or um, pain relievers but some families do find those really helpful and it can be a little bit of trial and error to find out which one works for you if you feel comfortable doing that and then before we wrap up today i just want to remind you that there is light at the end of the teething tunnel if you are reading this and you are in the middle <laughs> in the middle of teething um, and you you and your baby are having a really terrible time teething i'm sending you so much love and sleep solidarity and a big reminder that teething is only temporary um, and that there is light at the end of your teething tunnel even when it doesn't feel like it teething does end for sure so i'm going to do a quick recap for you um like really really super quick and then i will leave you until next time so teething talk and seat tips summary remember that every baby is is completely different when it comes to teething some will go through teething and you won't even notice where for some teething they can have a really hard time teething and go through a really terrible teething phase remember that teething is only temporary though it's hard to remember when you are in the middle of it and my top tips are give it time in almost all cases, sleep, um, sleep, whatever's going on, the teething will settle and life will go back to your usual routine. It's normal to go off their food. Again, it's normal for you to worry, um, but it, again, it normally settles within time once the teething has passed. Cold things um, on their gums can really help with the inflammation and heat. Things like putting their dummy, their teaser or their soother or a cold flannel in the fridge before bath. For the brave of you among you, you can gently massage their gums, but it's really important to stop if they don't like it. And a reminder that there is light at the end of your teething tunnel. Sending you all big love and seat solidarity. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative, but most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.